Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio and octalkradio.net where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. That's especially true today with our guest, Evan Gentry, founder and CEO of Money360, a real estate lending firm. He's, uh, his business is here in Orange County. He's with us here in the studio. Evan, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Thank you, Charlie. It's a privilege to be on the show today. So, Evan, Money360 uh, is a very uni- has a very unique business plan. Uh, you guys uh, raise money through investors and then make loans secured by real estate, either commercial or non owner-occupied, but two unique features are that the investor is allowed to select the exact properties that they're going to lend against, and number two, they can make fractional loans on these properties so that they don't have to loan $3 million on one particular piece of property. They can take whatever funds they're loaning out and diversify. So let's get into that. Let's start a little with your background. It's quite interesting. Tell us. You bet. Um, I actually started my first company, co-founded a company called Moneyline Lending Services with, with uh, two of my college buddies. We were at Brigham Young University and back in the mid to late 90s and started our company. It was a mortgage company, and we were leveraging technology, and we were kind of ahead of the times in terms of using technology. And so because of that, we were able to get banks to basically outsource their mortgage business to us. So we had banks like Zions Bank and E-Trade and other major U.S. banks that outsourced their business to us. So we grow that, grew that business up so we had 50 banks that had outsourced and uh, sold that business in 2006 to a spinoff of GE, a company called Genpact. And then um, from there, I started my second company, which was G8 Capital, um, a real estate investment firm. And from 2007 to 2014, we acquired about $800 million of distressed real estate assets from banks and, and servicers and had a very good run there, delivered exceptional returns to investors. And uh, that brings us to today, where we're focused on our Money360 business. Okay, and uh, congratulations. Um, you uh, and I went to the same university, so uh, you, you you selected well there. Hey, thank the, you. The difference was you were making money and I was spending it. <laughs> so uh, that, that's a major difference. And I think you were there about the time my kids were there. So, Is that right? Uh, yeah. That's right. Okay, so give us a brief history of Money360. So Money360, we started ramping the business about two years ago, and it's a, it's a marketplace lending concept. Uh, we understand lending, we know how to make real estate loans, and we also understand investors and how to work with investors. And so we, about two years ago, started making loans, started working with investors, giving them the chance to invest in a fractional component of a loan. And uh, we've grown the business over the last two years to where we have about 20 employees on our team, um, we've made about about 150 million in loans that we've loaned out, and we have hundreds of investors who have participated um, across all those loans. And we continue to grow the business, and it's it's going very very well. Okay, so tell us now how this works for the parties involved. How does it work for Money 360? How does it work for the borrower? How does it work for the investor? So. For the borrowers, it's pretty traditional. We're, we're making um, bridge loans. They're short-term, typically two-year um, bridge loans. And these are the borrowers who aren't going to qualify for a bank loan or they don't want a 10-year loan. And so they come to us. We look at it. We make a short kind of two-year loan. Um, our rates are higher. They're typically in the 8 to 12% interest rate range. And uh, we work with them, underwrite their loans, and we have institutional quality underwriting to make sure we're making a really good quality loan. 
Um, we charge the borrower origination points, usually one or two percent that we keep, and then we work. We take that loan and we work with investors who then can go and invest in that loan. And our investors range from institutional investors. We have hedge funds, we have banks and credit unions, and we also, as you indicated, work with um, accredited investors. You know, retail individual investors who are accredited that want to participate as part of that. So we'll fractionalize those loans, and investors for a fifty thousand dollar minimum can come and participate and be the lender and be the bank in that loan. So the first question is here: uh, when money can be borrowed at you know four and a half, five, six percent, why would someone come to you at ten to twelve unless they have poor credit? It's a very good question, and it's. Credit is one of the issues that comes up, but it's typically other factors that drive them to us. Um, the banks have become very stringent in the loans that they will make. And if any borrower can qualify for a bank or even a CMBS, a you know, securitized loan, that's the best avenue for them. Those, the rates are the lowest in, that, in those categories. Um, but there's a lot of lot of borrowers, I would say upwards of 30 to 40% of commercial real estate borrowers that don't qualify for those loans. And so they need to go find another source of funding. And there's a lot of these borrowers are entrepreneurial. They're, they're, they're turning around properties. They're buying properties that are 50%, 60% occupied. They're taking them up you know, to 90 100% occupied, but the bank won't lend until they're you know, 90% or so occupied and have a two-year track record in history. So we're helping these entrepreneurial borrowers during this phase of time when they're trying to get their property stabilized. We underwrite it based on the current appraised value, but their objective is to increase the value in the work that they're doing. So what kind of vetting do you do of these borrowers, and how, what percentage of them do you approve? So we see we see a lot of a lot of loans that come to us, and for every hundred loans that come in and apply, we may only see eight or ten that we have interest in pursuing. And of those, as we go out and put our bids and tell them what we're willing to do, we may only capture a couple of those loans. So we see a lot of deal volume and to, for the for the few loans that we end up that we end up doing. But in terms of the diligence we do. Um, our underwriters have 25 to 30 years experience in commercial real estate underwriting and so they'll underwrite the loans and then we use third parties um, independent third parties to validate you know the we get a third party appraisal third party inspection reports um, third party environmental reports we do you know institutional quality underwriting um, of these loans and borrowers and again about what percentage of those that you evaluate actually get approved I would say we, we do a pretty good initial you know, evaluation to come down to those that we think are going to be to qualify. And of those that we actually do an underwriting on, you know, we're, we've done enough screening initially that 50 to 60 percent of those that we do kind of a full deep dive on end up getting approved. Okay, okay. And then uh, so that, that's what Money360 does. That's, uh, that's how it works for the borrower. How does it work for the investor? So the investor has the opportunity to invest in two different ways. One, they can go on our website and look at individual loans and say, wow, I like this $5 million loan that's on an office property in L.A., and I want to participate in that, so I'll invest $100,000 in that loan. And they actually can do everything online. Of course, they're more than welcome to call and speak to our team, um, but that's all available from a you know, technology perspective to be completed online. Secondly, um, they can invest in one of our managed funds. And so M360 Advisors is a wholly owned subsidiary that's a, a management um, firm. And so we have a lot of investors, particularly individual investors, that have chosen to invest through a fund vehicle, which gives them the benefit of diversification across numerous loans. And so by investing in a fund as opposed to having exposure to just one loan, they now are spread across you know 20 or 30 loans that are all similar type loans. Okay. And uh, these loans, I presume, if they're two-year loans, they're interest only then? Correct. These are interest only loans. 
Um, they're typically low loan to value in the 60 to 70 percent range. And again, two years, we typically have um, recourse, you know, personal guarantees from the borrower. And uh, do you refinance the full property, or do you just give them a second loan or a third loan? Or uh, very, very good question. We only do first trust deed loans, and so we're not doing seconds or thirds. In fact, we don't even allow seconds or thirds on our on our on our the loans that we make on the properties that we make loans. So we're in a first trust deed position only at a sixty to seventy percent loan to value. It, it, those that are familiar with kind of the tr- trust deed investing or the, even the hard money lending business, we're we're kind of a more refined version of what historically was kind of thought of as kind of a hard money lending business. We're not at the same type of hard money lending rates, but we're looking for quality loans, but for borrowers who, again, they don't qualify yet for this premium bank rate, um, and so they need a, a Band-Aid to get them from now point A to point B so they can then get that bank loan to take out our loan. Okay, so compare these two uh, mortgage REITs, will you? Because they're, they're, they're similar. They're similar. Mortgage REITs um, are making loans, and you're investing into a REIT that's then making the loan. And in fact, there's there's mortgage REITs, and there's also REITs that are investing in the equity um, side of, of commercial real estate. There's very similarities. In fact, one of our funds this is is actually uh, has a wholly owned REIT as part of it. So there's there's benefits of structuring um, investments that way. And so when we do that as well, so there's it's similar to a REIT, except the word unique in that we're making you know, we're focused on these bridge loans that'll give us a slightly higher higher rate. A lot of REITs may only pay you know d- deliver four six four to six percent returns where. Yeah, the loans we're making are delivering, you know, eight to ten percent plus level returns to investors. Well, but but isn't it the case also that in a mortgage REIT, the investor has no say as to who they're investing with, right? Correct. And so, correct. You invest in a REIT, and you really don't have any transparency to how that money's being invested. Um, certainly, you get some level of reporting from the REIT, but you really have no say. So, with us, you have two options: you can either pick and choose the exact loans that you want to go into, or you can go into our fund, which we do provide visibility into the the loans we're making and what we're doing. So, the investor has the option and choice to invest in a couple of different ways. So, uh, now let's talk a little about the process here. So, so somebody comes in and says, you know, let's see if we qualify for a loan. They qualify. So, you put them up on the on the board, okay, and then investors look at them, and then well, what do investors have, 30 days to determine if they want to invest? I mean, this is not an open-ended deal. This company needs money, right? Yeah, not at all. It's, it's actually pretty quick and fairly efficient, so investors need to register on the site to be able to get, you know, to be notified of those investment opportunities. So we'll, we'll take a loan, and we'll typically um, have loans be funded within a matter of days, sometimes as much as a week, but it's usually just a matter of days. So if we have a new loan that we post, we have investors that are registered, we'll post that out um, to the investors and, and you know through a, an email or notification that there's a new investment opportunity, they can go look at it and you know, choose to invest in that. And, and for that reason, a lot of investors have been choosing to go into our fund because they don't have as much choose your choice in terms of the specific loans that they're investing in they can look at the loans in the fund um, and have a general sense but it's it's something that's been appealing to a lot of investors to put their money to work and have us you know deploy it into loans so what's the bigger challenge to find companies to lend to or to raise the money to be able to lend it's like a seesaw. It kind of goes back and forth at different times. You're, you have either have too much money or too much too many loans. Um, right now, we're pretty evenly balanced. There's a lot of lending opportunities out there because there's new regulations that have come into play with the banks and the, and the securitization market. So because of that, um, the banks are contracting what the loans that they're making. So about half of the loans we're making today are loans that a year ago would have gotten a loan from a bank. And so there's significant and growing opportunities in this market today that didn't even exist a year ago. 
So well, we, that, it's a lot of lot of lending opportunities today. Yeah, that, that, that's interesting. You know, we need to take a short break here, and when we come back, let's talk about some of the negative elements, or at least perceived negative elements, of doing this kind of investing from the investor standpoint. Again, we're talking with Evan Gentry, founder and CEO of Money Three Hundred and Sixty out of Orange County, California. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio and OCTalkRadio.net, and I'm Charlie Wright, and we'll be right back. According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. And now back to Charlie and his guests. Thank you, Paul. Again, we're talking with Evan Gentry, founder and CEO of Money360 out of uh, Orange County, California. And we're talking about their funds of investors who loan... And they loan these funds uh, for secured real estate, commercial or non-owner occupied. And unique features are that the investor is allowed to select the exact properties that they want to lend against. And the investor is allowed to make fractional loans on these properties and not just take the, the full one, uh, the, the, the full loan for a particular property. So these kinds of uh, investments here uh, have issues, okay? liquidity, reporting, okay, and things like that. So tell us about the negatives. Well, what, what do you do about liquidity when somebody needs to get their money out? Yeah, so real estate investing in general is, is obviously illiquid. It's not doesn't have the liquidity like as if you invested in, you know, a public stock, for example. So with our loans, um, you're investing in a in a term loan, typically two years. So one advantage is they're not five or seven or ten year loans. They're typically two year loans. And so you, but you, but you know what the time frame is. You can kind of manage accordingly with that. Um, but there's not really an opportunity with an individual loan investment to, to come and say, hey, I need my money back because you've actually loaned that money as the lender you know, to, the, to the borrower. The exception I would say to that is with, with our managed funds, particularly our most recent fund, we actually do provide um, the opportunity for quarterly redemption. So that's one of the reasons we formed the fund and we give investors the opportunity on a quarterly basis and with proper notice to be able to request you know, the liquidity with their investment. Well, how, how can they have liquidity? Do you have a secondary market that people step in and buy it from them? So we have, um, we have a warehouse facility. Um, we continue to grow the fund. And so it, it's on a best efforts basis. There's no, we can't provide guaranteed liquidity, but we have, you know, the fund continues to grow with new investment. And we have a warehouse capacity where we can, we can borrow on to, to give, you know, funds back if we need to. But particularly is where these are short-term loans, you know, when we started this fund at the beginning of this year, within a year, the loans will be paying off. And so we'll have continued liquidity with loans yeah. that, that pay off. So, again, it's not a guaranteed liquidity, but it's the best efforts on a quarterly basis. And we're comfortable we can, we'll be able to meet, you know, the, the requirements of investors. Okay. Now, let, let, let's talk about valuations. Okay. You buy a stock. You buy a mutual fund. You buy an ETF. You know every day, all day long, exactly what that puppy is worth in the marketplace. 
Okay, you are loaning money. Uh, is the client? I, I, so, so these have a constant value. There's no changing value in that. Correct. Generally correct. I mean, obviously, real estate values can fluctuate generally, but our loan is a yeah, set. It's an interest-only right. loan that the loan value does not change. That's correct. Yeah, the loan value does not change. Correct. And so, that being the case, how is an investor to be alerted when uh, uh, somebody is 30 days, 60 yeah. days, 90 days, 180 days late? Do you send out messages? Do they, you know yeah. How does this work? So we have very detailed reporting um, that we employ, you know, through my because of my prior company, GA Capital. We had more than fifty different managed funds, and so we know how to manage funds, how to report to investors. So we have very detailed reporting that goes to investors. So they're made aware of any circumstance where a borrower may be behind on a payment, or if there's a default. You know, we haven't had you know many of those circumstances. But the nice thing about secured real estate lending is. When we do have those things occur, we know we're protected, and, and our team has the expertise to know how to work with a borrower who gets behind to help them either get caught up or, if necessary, to go in and foreclose and take the properties, our collateral, and, and make sure our investment is protected. We haven't had to do that yet at Money360, but we have the expertise and are very comfortable doing that when we'll need to. Okay. So what is the, well, what is the business structure of the business? So Money360 is a, it's a corporation. Um, and, and we have multiple, we have subsidiary M360 Advisors, um, which manages the funds for us. And then investors in, you know, can invest either into those funds or they can invest, as you indicated, into an individual specific investment or individual loan. And each of those loans are structured as a limited liability company. So if someone comes in and they invest 10% into a particular loan, they own 10% of that LLC, that limited liability company that is the lender on that loan. But besides that, you have others that are just kind of more generally open. Other funds we have. So we have a, we have funds where they can invest. We have one we have one closed end fund that we've closed, and we have a second open ended fund now that investors are investing in. Where um, they can have, it's a limited partnership. They can invest in that fund. It's it's managed. Uh, we have U.S. Bank as our trust and our advisor in the fund. Um, Deutsche Bank is the auditor of the fund. So we have all the institutional quality. Uh, mechanisms in place to, to have that level and that quality of a fund. Uh, but they can invest into that fund. Um, again, the, the funds go actually directly to U.S. banks. We don't ever even touch the money. It goes to U.S. bank. They manage that, and we deploy it into the loans, and then they get, you know, they get a with, a, with an individual loan investment, they typically get a monthly distribution, and with a, with a fund, they typically get a quarterly distribution. Okay. And if you had to, have you had to take any properties back? We have not had to. We have, we've had borrowers that have gotten behind, um, but because they have so much equity or skin in the game, they are highly motivated to, to resolve the circumstance. I can think of one loan that we had made. It was an industrial property in Salt Lake City, Utah. It was about a $9 million loan. We had about um, the, the property was worth about 14 or $15 million. And the borrower, you know, and then that, that between our loan balance and the value of the property, that's all equity. That's their equity skin yeah. in the game in this deal. And so they got behind on their payments. We worked with them, and uh, they, they ended up bringing – you know, they, you know they, they, they're the ones that have all the money at risk. We're down here lower in this capital stack. So they went in and sold. They went out and sold some of their equity to get some additional investment in, and then brought us current. And then shortly thereafter, paid us off in full with all the default interest. And so there's some benefits actually that come for those borrowers that, that don't pay. There's actually default interest and penalties and late fees. But certainly, we're trying to make loans that we expect to perform. But you know, the bright side of this business is even those that don't go as expected often end up being even better from the investor return perspective. Okay, and these are properties throughout the United States? Throughout the United States, we focus on exclusively on commercial real estate properties. In fact, we focus on 
income-producing commercial real estate properties. We're not lending on land. We're not lending on uh, single-purpose assets like we don't do churches. We're not lending against movie theaters. We're focused on office properties, industrial properties, retail centers, um, multifamily you know, apartment projects. So currently income-producing properties are what we're loaning against, and we're focused on loans that are between $1 and $15 million in size. And uh, why do investors or their advisors, okay, invest with you guys? It's a good point. And we have a lot of advisors that begin sending, that begin sending their investors our direction. Um, in this current market environment, a lot of people are hesitant to invest equity in real estate today because it feels like we're getting near the top, potentially near the top of a market. So equity investors, they're the first dollar at risk if, if values change. Where we're, of course, the way down you know, on, on, the, on the cycle. But they're coming to us. Um, particularly because if you look at the fixed income investment alternatives today, there really aren't many that deliver greater than a one or two or three percent type return, and many are seeing this opportunity, you know, being a lender as a very attractive alternative to fixed income investing, where you can actually get have a secured investment, get this regular distribution, and be able to achieve a higher eight to ten you know percent level return. And how do you guys get paid? So we'll typically charge the borrower in origination fees as they come in, and then we do manage and service all the loans. So we'll typically charge a 1% loan servicing and management fee annually for the loan. And then with our funds, we have some kind of nominal kind of fund management fees. But it's, we, we're primarily paid by the borrower um, for the origination fees, and then we have this loan servicing fee. Okay. So a question we'd like to ask all of our guests here, Evan, is what keeps you awake at night? So I'm very focused on cycles. Um, my first business that I grew, we sold it in 2006 because we had the sense that the, the, you know, the market had gotten about as good as it was going to get, and our timing was perfect because things cycled after that and went, you know, we entered the, kind of the Great Recession. At that point, we focused on distressed, you know, contrarian-type investment opportunities to, through that down cycle. And then we got out of that um, when everyone else jumped in and started focusing on lending as the market turned back up. So my biggest uh, focus is on where we're at in the cycle, economically and also in the real estate cycle. And uh, so that's what I think about and track. It feels like we're still okay in terms of the values that have been climbing for six or seven years. Um, I'm hearing some sense that the high-end residential homes are starting to soften, and residential values typically lead the way on commercial real estate. So you know, maybe we only have another year or two before things start to turn south. But uh, that's, that's what I think about is where are we at in this cycle. Question I always like to ask uh, anybody in fixed income investments, Evan, is uh, what do, what impact do you see rising interest rates having on your business? So we we are. This is going to sound strange. We're a little bit immune to it because our our rates aren't tied to you know kind of LIBOR and some of these other factors. So if, if rates climb one or two or three percent, you know we we may adjust our loans up slightly. You know maybe an eight and a half percent loan becomes a nine and a half percent loan. But it, it doesn't have too much impact on the lending that we're making. What it does have an impact on is on property values. Um, higher rates will, will lead to higher cap rates, which leads to lower property valuations. So we're very sensitive to that and looking at you know how is a higher interest rate can impact the value of the, of the collateral that we're lending against. Well, we'll see in the near future uh, how that starts to work out here because interest rates are definitely starting to rise here. That's correct. Second question we'd like to ask all of our guests is what book on investing would you recommend for our listeners? It's a good question. Um, I actually had my son, my oldest son, who's uh, studying business, and he, he came to me a couple of years ago when he was in high school with this question. I, I had to think about it. He, he asked me what, what book I recommend that he would read as a, you know, he was about a 17 year old boy. And I had to think about it, and I, I read a lot of business books. I love books on 
the business, growing businesses, you know, Good to Great and Built to Last and E-Myth and some of these good fundamental growing business type books. But I had to think about a good investment book for him. And the book that had the greatest impact on me that I recommended to him, it was a book called The Richest Man in Babylon. Um, and it's a very simple book. It's it's not very sophisticated, but it teaches some very fundamental principles that I think very few investors seem to grasp these days. You know, one, um, you know, spend less than you make, you know, save some money. And uh, I'm a religious guy, so I pay a tithe to my church, and whether people pay to a church or to charity, I think the same concept can apply to investing. You know, take a part of what you make and set it aside for investment. And then the second principle is put that money to work for you and, you know, become a lender if you can or, or put it invested in a way where you can make a return and let the interest compound for you. Okay, so give us your website, will you? Yes, money360.com, so money360.com. Okay, and any particular contact uh, uh, information here? Yeah, so Laura Catalino, um, who's listed on our website as our um, Executive Vice President of Real Estate, uh, I'm sorry, of of, uh, Investor Relations, and so she would be a great person to contact for anyone that has any questions about the things that we've talked about or has um, any interest. Um, they're also welcome to contact me. My email address is Evan Gentry, E-V-A-N-G-E-N-T-R-Y, at money360.com. Okay, thank you, Evan. So, Evan, final words for our listeners here. I would say my experience has been that there's opportunities in every market. And if you a lot of the things that you can read today might lead you to believe that there's not really good fixed income alternatives today that can deliver a decent return, but there are. And uh, so I think getting educated about, for example, marketplace lending, where you can actually be the lender, be the bank, and participate and actually achieve a higher yield, a higher return than what may be the perception that you can achieve you know, out in the market today. All right. Thank you very much. And I, I would think, Evan, a uh, final uh, question here. I would think that given what interest rates are and what returns on you know corporate and government bonds are, etc., that people, we know that people are hungry for yield. And in fact, when you look at, I, I saw the other day that uh, Austria has has created a 100-year bond. Wow. Okay, a 100-year bond. And it's paying next to nothing. I yeah. don't know who would ever buy this, you know, with that. And with the kind of yields that um, you folks have been able to generate, at least so far, I would think that people would be flocking to you. Yes. No, there is there is significant interest. We, we have hundreds of investors that have come on and that have begun investing. This is an industry that's been around for a long time, but, but individual investors have not had the opportunity to participate with the banks and the big lenders. Now you can. And that's really, really, I think, a unique thing. That didn't even exist five years ago. But the concept of lending has existed for centuries. And so now, you know, just regular accredited investors can participate and be part of that. But, yes, you can achieve significant, you know, returns on what we believe are very low-risk, you know, quality-type investments. And, and But not a lot of people know about that. So we're, we love what we're doing. We're passionate about uh, delivering great returns to investors, and we're basically just we're here to help. Okay, Evan, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Charlie. My, my pleasure. So, and, and Evan, uh, go Cougars. Yeah, go Cougars. <laughs> Again, we've been talking with Evan Gentry, founder and CEO of uh, Money360, a real estate lending firm here in Orange County, California. He's been with us here in the studio. And uh, 
We're very grateful that you've joined us today. Don't hesitate to contact us at info at strategicinvestorradio.com and go to our website to hear podcasts of all of our interviews and shows, strategicinvestorradio.com. I'm Charlie Wright, wishing you an enjoyable week and productive investing. You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science.